get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-249-8866. 800-249-8866. That's 800-249-8866. Just be natural. Try to roll around in it gracefully and not like a puppy. Maria's photography studio is zooming into a flurry of projects. She needs an assistant to keep business in focus. Hang on while I uh, change the external flash. Oh, Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. So minivans, sedans, JDMs, roll out. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. And with eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. of reason and the dean of Richmond Radio. Here's Big Al on 106.1 ESPN. <laughs> this is why I leave Mondays open. There is so much to talk about. In the world of sports, locally, nationally, the whole package of sports, college football, pro football, college basketball, NBA, NHL, which we dig into a little deeper as their seasons progress. You look around and you see in the NBA, I mean, teams have played about 18, 19, 20 games. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, Jamie King is with us. You just heard Jamie wrap up his show. And if, you, if you're just tuning in and you don't listen to Jamie, who proceeds at 7 to 8, you're missing out on a great show. Knowledgeable man. Spent years up in living in Northern Virginia and uh, and uh, certainly covered the Redskins and became friends with a number of them and just been around doing sports for a long time like I have. So, anyway, good morning, Jamie King. How are you, Hoss? Uh, good morning. Always great to speak to the dean of the Richmond Broadcast Hat. Is, uh, I, I just call you legend, but, uh, yeah, we'll go with dean. That's good. Well, you, you go, you're going a little bit overboard with that legend business now. A legend in your mind. <laughs> hey, listen, Hoss. Let, let's talk first about about the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's incredible about how how bad Washington is. Let me just give you a little something here. Uh, last two games, they scored 25 and allowed 90. Uh, they've given up 
431 points to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and then 406 to Miami after having nine, ten days off. Uh, their last four games, they've allowed, uh, what, 400 and five yards a game and 37 and a half points. Every year they blow the same smoke up our backside about we've got talent at key positions. We're a talented team. We're a good team. They they have no superstars. Uh, They have uh, no speed, no team speed, and they just continue to be bad. And you and I have both been fans of Washington for a long, long time. And it's the Sonny and Cher show. The beat goes on because they can't do anything. Now, that all being said, in my opinion, Josh Harris needs to find a good, young, offensive mind, say like Shanahan, uh, Serrani, uh, McVeigh, LaFleur, O'Connell. These guys are all young uh, from late 30s to early 40s, and they all win. So... You know, Rivera, as we all know, he's gone. He's dead man walking. And uh, the whole staff should be dead man walking all the way up to Jason Wright, uh, the so-called, what, president, I think, of Washington. So, I, I know you're not going to disagree with me. No, not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> there you I mean, go. Let, let me count the ways on how bad we are. Here's the deal. Uh, first of all, Rivera has the audacity to say, you know what, let me meet with the owner and talk to him, and I'll, I'll figure what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and dump somebody so it makes it look good. You know, owner uh, Josh Harris, let's get rid of Jack Del Rio under the defensive backs coach because I'm going to take over this defense, and, and we'll get things moving forward. <laughs> Until yesterday, and he got 45-15, so that didn't work. The worst secondary maybe in NFL history. I've never seen one worse. The mentality of letting Tyreek Hill getting beyond you repeatedly, and you make the same mistakes over and over. That So the secondary is a sieve. It's awful. But let's go back out to this. Uh, Ron Rivera, who's been pulling the wool over everybody's eyes, trying to say how much better you're getting. The best pass Sam Howe had yesterday, I think, the, aesthetically, was to the defensive end for the uh, – Dolphins and took it back the other way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he was harassed. But let, let's look beyond this. Okay, if I'm the coach of Washington, they made me the coach today, and they said, what do we do? And I said, well, first thing we have to do, we got a guy named Scary Terry. We're going to target this guy. We're going to make sure he's the centerpiece because he is one of the highest-paid guys on the team. He's our guy, like an Art Monk, Gary Clark, Ricky Sanders. <sighs> the guys that have to get the ball in their hands. Playmaker. Yesterday, Al, our number one threat, the number one guy everybody tells me how great he is all the time and all pro and he can't miss it. And I've always been kind of, I think he's very good. I don't think he's elite. Yesterday, he was targeted three times the entire game out. So, first of all, from a coaching standpoint, you say get this guy the damn ball. Whatever you do, make a package, make some plays, get him the ball. He's targeted three times out. He didn't have one catch no. for four quarters in an NFL game as your number one target to throw the football to. So, not only was that bad, uh, then the defensive mistakes and everything beyond that, and you're looking at this in totality, and this guy's key card works, I would have let him go at halftime. My thought is fire him today, yeah. give the enemy the rest of the year, and if you see any flashes from the enemy, consider that. But let me ask you this, Al. This guy was brought in for his offensive acumen, his genius, and all the things he has. He mustered 15 points yesterday. Now, if they lose 45-31, if the enemy's got him on track and offensively he's doing great things, I say, you know what? He can't miss. But with all these pieces we have, you muster 15 points, that doesn't show me a lot of offensive ability. There's a guy in Detroit, offensive coordinator Ben Campbell. He's a guy that I think could be the next guy, should be the next guy, unless Harbaugh decides to make a run at it, which I don't expect. No. But we'll see. 
right now that's the mess we're in al your thoughts well you know, the uh, the whole deal is uh they scored 15 yesterday 10 against the bovine cartel uh 19 against the giants which was pathetic because the giants are bad and give up points and don't score points and then against seattle out there uh they lost a what respectable game to at the end of a respectable team uh they got it was 29 26 but they gave up 489 yards to seattle the offense is scoring a whopping 20 points per game. Uh, it, it all begins with, for me, and they're, they will... Uh, they have a bond. The Rams are resurgent. Rams now six and six. The Rams should beat Washington, and then they go play the Jets. That's a fifty-fifty game. And then they get the Niners at home. Do you really think they'll beat the Niners? Are taking on the two top dogs, uh, other than themselves. Uh, Detroit would be third or fourth if you ranked them. I think a power ranking. Um, they beat Dallas forty-two to ten at home. They beat Philadelphia forty-two to nineteen on the road. You talk about making a statement. You're talking about uh, a situation where they're saying, we're the boy dog of this conference. In Philadelphia, if you lose to Dallas, we, we're the Kings. We're not going to lose out. We're not going to do that. So that being the case, uh, Washington will not lose to San Francisco. So maybe at best going to the closer against Dallas at home, uh, they will be 5-11, and 11, or 5-11-16, yeah. So that will be at best. Cowboys, will, will if they don't need to win the game, or if, they're, if they're locked in, they're not going to move. It'll be like last year somewhat when we won 26-6. If they need that game, then we fi- fall to 5-12. and 12. And on January the 8th at 8 a.m., they should fire Rivera. Or maybe right after the game. Here, here's a ticket. Take the Metro home, Ron, Sleepy Ron. The cigar store Indian, Sleepy Ron. I mean, it, it, anyway, that's my, my feeling is I got to get a young. Look at these coaches that are out here that I mentioned Shanahan, uh, Serrani never uh, coached for the Skins, McVeigh, LaFleur, O'Connell, all coached for the Redskins. Plus, there's one other team out, one other coach out there that did as well. And, and this is the worst years for LaFleur and O'Connell so far. And, um, they uh, they're they're both six and six now, and, and that's the worst years they've had. It's uh, we haven't had a winning season since 2016, and when I say we, I, I've been following them for 60 years plus, uh, so I can't I can now say we. But to me, it, it's just it's it's descended again into what I called once a, a, a dysfunctional cesspool, and, and Rivera's taken them down there. He's 26, 36, and one. His winning percentage is 420. Dan Snyder's including three years with uh, Sleepy Ron, is 427. In other words, he's below the the Snyder-Mendoza line in winning percentage. You ask me, that's it. Well, you know, here's the deal. Uh, He sold a bill of goods. He's had three winning seasons out of 12, and people still believe it for whatever reason. I I don't know. And, you know, the whole situation with this team is one thing, and I've been begging and preaching for this from the beginning, and now maybe somebody's getting it. If you let the enemy audition for the next four or five games and he does great things and maybe retain him as head coach, but that would be an out for them to not retain him afterwards. But if you keep him at the end of the year, then you got a conundrum, if you would, on that. But what I say is this. This team needs to be built from the inside out. The greatness mm-hmm. of this team was always the hogs and the offensive mm-hmm. line who mm-hmm. control the line of scrimmage. Until you do that, it doesn't matter if Christ Almighty is behind center. Well, maybe it would with him. But other than him, nobody – well, even with him, he may have a high sack total. But, uh, no, just kidding. But 
if you have the greatest players in the world at the skill position, you can't throw from your back. No. You cannot run if there's no holes. But if you build from in within up front with a big offensive line that can move people out of the way, pass protect like the Lions are doing, like the effective teams out there are doing, they get it. This team still doesn't get it. No. Until somebody realizes, hey, without an offensive line, and the one time we were great during that stretch was always with the guys up front that had a name. and a, like These guys you couldn't pick out of a lineup, and with the way they play, you don't want them to be picked out because you know you want to protect them and uh, the fact that their houses might be egged every day. But, no, they are that bad up front. And they've got a little bit of improvement. Defensive line, you trade away your two best defensive ends uh, at the same time. That was great. And then you got a secondary that can't stop anybody. I mean, literally, Al, everywhere you look outside of the punter, that, that's our well, only maybe bright spot. Well, two, two years ago, Sheriff was all pro. Two or three years ago, I can't remember now. How long? This is his second year in Jacksonville, right? So it was after the conclusion, I think, of twenty-one. He was first team all pro, not not just Pro Bowl, all pro. And it might have been three years ago. Trent Williams. Look at the two guys that we let go. Williams forced his way out of there by nitpicking about a bump on his head. All I've said the whole time then was, go get a second and third opinion. Don't depend on the Redskins. Go out on your own and get a second or third opinion. You're a grown man. Don't be whining about the Redskins did or didn't do. You know, don't do that. Go out and get a second or third opinion. Brandon Sheriff, they should have paid him. I mean, God, they, you know, they had talent there, and they should have paid Williams, they should have paid Sheriff, and that been, then they have a, a basis of an offensive line that would be worth a damn. Because you have Sheriff on one side, Williams on the other, and, and you have guys in between. And it's just, uh, they have to, they got, listen, the good news is three picks in the first, what, probably 36, 38, three, right. three there, and then uh, five in the top 100. So if they if they can get people there that know football and understand that you build inside out, then maybe, just maybe, they'll do something. You know, we'll see. But we, you know, you get tired of, of that. You get tired of, of that. You know that that. Well, maybe we'll do this. Hey, we got good players. We don't have good players. And Terry's not scary. I mean, he's good on 50-50 balls, but he, he doesn't have the elite speed. Anyway. We got a caller. Yeah, we'll get a caller real quick before we get a break. It's uh, Patty. Patty, you're on with uh, you're on with like uh, with Jamie well, King. Good morning, Al. Morning. Good. Good morning, Al. It's so good to talk to you. Go right ahead. All right. Uh, I just want to say I, I know you're an Alabama fan, so roll tide. Roll That's tide. Why you got your name. No, I no, I, no. I didn't get my it, name from from the elephant. No, no, I didn't. Go, oh, I thought so. I no. thought so. Anyway. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, didn't couldn't Washington have drafted Tua back in that draft? Instead, they got uh, probably a great choice. They got Chase Young instead. I can really see the logic to that. But uh, I just <laughs> wanted to call call in and, and just uh, uh, say I'm sorry. My extend my sympathy to all the FSU folks, but um, I'm looking forward to this college football playoff, and um, maybe Washington will get their stuff together. Yeah, and maybe Jesus Christ will be coming down with the golden chariot and the team of white horses t- tomorrow. Maybe so. Yeah, I'm maybe so. How, I wonder how, as a guy right before me, I wonder how he would do it, quarterback. That would be interesting to watch. Ja- Jamie, so. Jamie's uh, uh, favorite person in the world, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, says the world's going to end in 28, so maybe she's right. <laughs> well, come on now. I guess Alabama gets five, five more championships, then that'll be it. Man. Yeah, there you go. All right, Patty, thanks for the call. All right, great talking to you. All right, you too. 
Uh, yeah, let me before we got to get to a policy, but before we do, Jamie, what do you, uh, Florida State or Alabama in the fourth slot, your opinion? Uh, you know, uh, and apologies to Patty. I mean, you look at Alabama, and they got in there, and you know there's some late-night phone calls going on and all the boosters and everybody. I mean, you're looking, did you get it right? And the bottom line is the SEC wasn't going to be left out. Uh, you feel bad for Mike Norvell and company, but from the eyeball standpoint, from a talent standpoint, right now without Jordan Travis, they're a pedestrian team offensively. They're awful offensively, you could <laughs> say. So people are saying we don't want them. They're not the best four without Travis in the lineup, so that's what they did. But I'm going to tell you right now, Michigan is number one, that big offensive line. They are rolling right now. Of course, Washington, who was spectacular. I think Michael Penix wins the Heisman Trophy. Uh, number three, Texas, Clinton, you were literally threw for almost a thousand yards in the first half the other day. Do not go to sleep on the Longhorns. They got a great offense. They got a great defense. They're mm-hmm. solid. And now Alabama. Uh, here's the deal. Alabama, you wonder, they played Georgia ten times. Does Georgia win seven, eight, and mm-hmm. ten? Uh, you mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, you just wonder. So, But on that one day, Alabama wins. But with Alabama, you go back to losing to Texas. That was one. And then two, they complete the fourth and 31, the prayer of Jordan Hare. That's a great throw and great play. If they had a defensive coordinator with assault and they bat the ball down, we don't have the discussion, but now we do. They were one play away from losing to a team that lost in New Mexico State. Just another side of the argument. But Alabama survives, and now they're in the dance, which is all they wanted to do. I don't think they're going anywhere, but they got in there, and you always have to account for Nick Saban because you never know because Milrose playing better. Did the committee get it right? Uh, you know, Florida State with no offense, with no quarterback. Yeah, I think this is the most competitive four they could get. Georgia, yeah. if Georgia wins, I think Florida State's still out. So I, I'm okay with it. I, I know Florida State fans are going to be upset with that, but the fact that offensively losing the quarterback, they had a kid that threw for, I think, 50 yards and they scored 16 points. So I think the committee saying who's going to be excited, national ratings, who's going to be excited to watch that on television. If Florida State can't score, it's going to be boring. Mm-hmm. We want to keep excitement in the game. So they can say what they want. Money, ratings, everything comes into play when you look at the Final Four, and that's what undid Florida State. Yeah, and that you throw in the fact that Alabama had the fifth toughest schedule, and Florida State was 55th, 50, 50 spots behind them. In the ACC, you, you want to take the best of the ACC or the best of the SEC? We, I mean, you know, it, it does play a factor in the minds of the people uh, picking. It, it comes down to that sort of thing. Fifth, 55, SEC, ACC. Eh, eh. And then again, if for some way Alabama defeats Jim Harbaugh, let's say they do, I don't Boy, think I they hope will. So. But if they do, and then Texas wins, Texas has already beaten them once. So they, have, from a psychological standpoint, Quinn Ewers and company know they can do it. They did it once. They may think they can do it again. So a lot of subplots here. We'll have to mm-hmm. see how it all you know shakes out. But uh, it's a lot of intrigue and a lot of upset folks yeah. in Tallahassee. Be a lot. Hey, listen, I think it'll be fun as we get closer. You and I can make picks against each other, and we'll throw, of course, uh, Alan the Cub. That's his new nickname because his father was called Bear. So he's that's his new nickname, Alan the Cub. Uh, we'll be picking with the three of us can make our picks on those two semis, and then we'll have a week to pick the final game as well. So if you did, I encourage everyone to listen in, tune in for Jamie King weekday morning, seven to eight. He precedes us. Uh, the man's knowledge will been around a long time and, uh, and uh, has interviewed him top to bottom and. DC in the past. So uh, do tune in. Don't miss out. Tune in 7 to 8 for Jamie King, the Sports King, right here on 1061 ESPN.
Al, I was going to say real quick, uh, I thought of a new you know, drinking game for the holidays. Every time that the commanders make a mistake, you, you take a shot. Holy thought, cow. You know, You'd be drunk by the first quarter. <laughs> I don't want to have alcohol poisoning and be you know, you know, taken to the hospital. So we can't do that, Al. Anyway, happy holidays, my friend, and uh, to everybody out there. And it's going to be exciting no matter what. And thanks for having me on, and we'll uh, see you soon. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Good to talk with you always, Jamie. Jamie King, and tune in for him, like I mentioned, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. weekdays. All right, we're late for a pause. We're going to do that right now, 8.18. Gus is on Wednesday. We'll tell you about that coming back and so much more. How about the Signetti introduction to Indiana? Did you see that? Have I Have you did. seen a clip of that? I did. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. I mean, I like JMU, and Signetti did a hell of a job up there, and he got one bowl left to catch, but we'll talk about that when we return. I mean, I, I don't know if you can draw it up. I've got it on my phone. I don't know if you can put it from my phone into our system, or you can find the clip and, and play that for us. I was, I was shocked when I watched that, and we'll tell you why when we return right here on 106.1 ESPN. And how about them Yellow Jackets? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great game. Great game. They're on the run, and I'm, I'm impressed. They're in the Final Four. We'll talk about that. Stay with us. Follow us on X and Instagram at ESPN Richmond. And find us on Facebook by searching ESPN Richmond. Don't miss a thing from your home for sports in Richmond. 1061 ESPN. Traffic reports on... away from that. That's just good good music. Good guitar work. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Pride and joy. Uh, let's go to the phones. I'm Reno. I believe it's you. Reno, you on with us? Reno? Uh, my name's Ian. If I, if oh, Ian. I'm me. sorry. I'm sorry. I thought it was Ivan. Go ahead. Sorry about that, Ian. Go, no, go right. ahead. Just a couple. I'll disclaim myself. I, I am a supporter of LSU, and I saw LSU and Florida State play in Orlando earlier this season. Uh-huh. Just about the playoffs, if you don't mind couple things. I think if LSU played Florida State again right now, they'd probably win because LSU is, has an elite offense. I don't think there are elite, elite offenses left in this playoff. And I do think that Florida State's defense is good enough to probably minimize the gap with some of these uh, other offenses. But the main issue I have is why focus on the SEC representative. I think Washington has probably beaten a pretty good team twice. But I think they, it could be that they're not that great. And the odds makers have opened them up to, I think, a 4 or 4.5 dog against a Texas team that wasn't even in the top four in the penultimate poll. Mm-hmm. So what does that say about their strength compared to how FSU might fare, even though they might play against Michigan, the number one seed? Yeah, I think Michigan would roll over Florida State in their current condition. Uh, even if they had uh, Jordan back at quarterback, I think Michigan would, would uh, beat Florida State. Florida State, I believe, is going to play Georgia, and that's going to get ugly early. It might. I tell you what, I've seen that defense. They are very good, and they do not give up size. 
to the bigger teams. I can't wait to see Alabama play Michigan. I don't think Alabama's a great team. But I think the Big Ten, as usual, is pretty overrated. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how that matchup goes. Yeah, check out Michigan's schedule. Who, you know, who they played uh, in the you know games that were outside the conference and even inside the conference, and they got to play Iowa, who is not not really very good as we know in the uh, in the, the Lambs to Slaughter Bowl because you know it's Michigan or Ohio State can play a team from the West, and usually that's what it is. But Florida State had a good season, but their schedule rank was fifty five, and Alabama was five. Makes a little I bit of a difference. That, but that's also because. The- and look, I'll say this as an SEC guy: the rank, the schedule, strength ranking is inflated, is inflated, you know, based on the value or the perception of your conference. The ACC went seven and five against the SEC, and Florida State went two and zero against the SEC. You can only do so much. I just don't like the focus on, you know, I think the focus could easily be on why is Washington in there or Texas or even Alabama, though, if you beat the number one team in the country, you should be elevated. I just think that the focus could be elsewhere besides those. Those, that team. Have a good one, Al. All right, thank you. Appreciate it, Ian. Uh, sorry, I said obvious, Ian. Um, yeah, I think what I heard yesterday watching the twelve o'clock uh, ESPN and uh, reveal show, and uh, I thought they said the eight, seven and five is what Ian said. Uh, they had said yesterday, I believe, six and four. So you know, kind of taking the fly crap out of the pepper there. Who knows? So uh, it's. Uh, it's you know percentages there six and four is a better percentage than seven and five but regardless and yeah Slar said to go two and zero uh, against uh, the, uh, the the SEC and yes you can say it's a fifth place schedule and if you if you break it down and look at it you say well why is it a fifth place schedule because the teams in the SEC are ranked higher than the teams in the ACC uh, you look at top to bottom and, and figure it out from there the uh, teams Florida State beat. From the SEC, LSU, and I'm looking here, Boston College, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, Wake, Pitt, Miami, North Alabama. No, they're not in there. And Florida. That's who it was, Florida. They beat Florida 24-15 to uh, two weeks ago. Or we, you know, 10 days, 9 days ago. They beat uh, LSU in the opener. And those are the two teams. They, in other words, they open with a uh, with a Southeast Conference team, and they close with a Southeast Conference team. Now, how were those teams? And how they, we know we know LSU went nine and three this year. Uh, I, I don't remember what Florida did, but you know what? I'm gonna find out real darn quick here and give it to you. Because that's what it's, we do. That's what we're supposed to do, and that's what we do here. So bear with me, just a second. Uh, let's see. Florida three and five in the conference, five and seven overall. And you look at Florida, and who did they beat? And who you know? They, you can, I mean, that's, this was the game they closed with the, the Gators. The Gators lost to Kentucky. Louisville lost to Kentucky. Utah beat. Uh, Utah and UK, they lost those two games, did Florida. Then they had a one, two, three, four, five game losing streak to close out the season. They lost to Georgia, Arkansas, LSU, Mizzou, and FSU. So that's not much of a win uh, for uh, Florida State to beat them. Um, as far as the uh, LSU, those. LSU barking uh, t- uh, Bengal Tigers down there. Uh, yeah, yeah, you
All right. They lost three games. They lost to FSU in the beginning. We know that. They lost to Alabama. We know that. They had an outside conference loss. They went 6-2 and two in the conference. And they lost to, as we said, LSU and Elburn. They lost to Ole Miss. Those are two. There was a conference loss. Outside, they lost to FSU. Duh. In the beginning. And they lost to Ole Miss. And they lost to Alabama. So, there you have LSU. And Ole Miss was a great game. 55-49. All right. It's already 8.30 in the morning. Now, uh, I don't know if you if y'all saw Signetti, and I can't find the guy. You've got the clip. I will right, save it till we get back. We'll come back with Signetti's uh, introduction, Indiana, right on the on the basketball floor, full house, right? Yeah, I found it. I figured that's what you were talking about. That's, and when he talks about Purdue, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, yeah, 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 okay, I got it. all right, good. We'll play that when we return. Right here, after hearing from our fine sponsors, right here on 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Al Sports Phone. Alan the Cub. Now, why is he called the Cub? He's a horse. He's bigger than I am. But why is he called the Cub? Because his father was known as the Bear, right? Yeah. Is he as big as you? Yeah. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, Dad's like 63 now. Uh, can you take him or can he take can you take still? It? Believe it or not, for some reason I can't. I've, I've tried on several occasions uh, as a teenager and an, and an adult. Sorry. And uh, nope. Well, can't take him. You can't take the bear? Nah, it's, it's that old man strength. I ain't got there yet. Maybe he's wily. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. I don't know, but I'm for real. I can't take him. Well, that's the same thing with a big brother, little brother. I had an older brother, and you know, for a while, you know, while you're young growing up, they just dominate. But then when you come of age, it's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not anymore, Hoss. Keep your distance. Anyway, all right, stay with us right here. The Cub on the other side of the glass, right here on 106.1 ESPN. The NFL season is in full swing, and we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon, as well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City, 1061 ESPN Richmond. Mommy, I don't wear. here live and talking sports liberty and jmu as you know going to ball games as is virginia tech and uh, so that being the case that's two teams three teams going to and also you know i heard this over the weekend delaware is going to go to 1a football so jmu is gone and delaware is going to leave so, you know, wither the uh, Coastal Athletic Association. I'm looking here to see something, anything about JMU and Signetti coaching in the ball game. I said earlier he was. Uh, the Cub has told me that I don't. He doesn't think he is. He yeah, I've got I've uh, got confirmation here. Uh, Director of Athletics Jeff Bourne announced that Damian and I'm going to butcher the name, so I apologize. Robliski, Robliski works for me. <laughs> yeah, will serve as the acting head coach for the bowl game. Um, there, I, I can't find any details as to why, but um, I just thought that was um, a little interesting because mm-hmm. it didn't seem to come up until after the bowl announcement that I saw. And, you know, we follow JMU Athletics pretty closely here, and I don't remember getting any information on that until 17 hours ago, which is what this article says as well. Um, one other thing I'm looking for, I think uh, Randolph-Macon is playing Cortland State at home, if I'm not mistaken. 
Randolph Macon is playing Cortland State. And if I'm not mistaken, I know they're playing. This is the Final Four. I believe they're playing up in Ashland Center of the Universe, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. They're hosting number 11, Cortland. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, by the way, Indiana's career record is 483 wins, 689 losses. Um, and so the I'm looking for a year to year. Let's see what old Indiana's done here of late. Let's when I go worry about the 1890s. Let's <laughs> let's go. Let's go. You used to have a, a a coach named John Pont Pont in Sports Illustrated did a long time ago did a, a story on the coach in Indiana and the head of the, the name of the article is Punt John Punt is in order kick the ball get the hell out of there uh, and he, he he had a couple he had one win two winning seasons the rest of the Lee Corso of course uh, started there at uh, uh, at Indiana he didn't do anything worth a dang no I mean nobody does uh, but yeah, in the last let's see uh, the COVID year they were 6-2 and two in the 6-1 and one, uh, in the conference 6-2 and two overall uh, other than that, I'm looking at going back to 07, the last time Indiana had a winning record other than the COVID year. And the year, excuse me, the year before COVID, Tom Allen, the head coach, was 8 and 5, 5 and 4 in the conference. You know who their quarterback was? In those two years? In one of those years, I think. Well, who, who was that? Michael Pinnock. Get out of town. Yeah, he was there. How about that? He got hurt, though. Now a Heisman Trophy, high on the candidate list for Heisman Trophy for Washington. Uh, his last three years, Tom Allen went 2-10, 4-8, 3-9. and, 10, four and, eight, three and nine. Ain't shaking down no thunder there. And this is, you got, the, you got the cut, and it's the same cut we heard online. I hope there's nothing extra in there, because he is addressing college kids, right? There's, you know, there's no real bad words. There's one word that I don't really use on the air. But if you go ahead and play what Signetti said when introduced this past weekend, I think it was, uh, in Hoosier land. Go right ahead if you would there, Cub. That, that's, that, that's just being an idiot. <laughs> that, that's just being an idiot. They're one and eight this year in conference, three and nine overall. And you want to, you know, Purdue, of course, is in state. That's a state rival. As you know, Indiana's in uh, West Lafayette. Purdue's in West Lafayette. And that's factual. Purdue does suck. Well, they might. <laughs> but guess what? You don't tweak the bear. You know, you know, and that's what he did when he talked about Michigan and Ohio State also being bad, yeah, using the, the S word there. Uh, you know, it's just, why borrow trouble? Is there not enough trouble in taking over Indiana? Now, if you got Indiana football backers, which I imagine aren't teaming over, the, the cup does not runneth over in that sense, to go out and fill the portal and pay the nil, you know, You've come from JMU and you did a great job, fifty-two and nine. You did, you really did. Signetti did a great job there, but to go out to Indiana and talk about your state rival, and to, and, and say they suck, and to talk about so does Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, 
wake the blank up. You're not the Sun Coast anymore. I mean, I saw that. A friend of mine sent it to me. I saw that, and I thought to myself, I mean, it's like, okay, load your gun and shoot yourself in the foot. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You lose by 50? Well, that's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the expectation is you're not going to compete anyway. I, I like, I ain't going to lie, I like the brashness a little. I mean, okay, that's fine. That's good. That's good. You know, we got a difference here of opinion. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got to lose? I, th- I think it's, I think it's, it's totally moronic and, and, and tasteless and classless. You pay me $5 million out, and I will challenge Stephen A. Smith right now. <laughs> well, for $5 million, who wouldn't? <laughs> right? so, but you're not, playing, you're not playing South Alabama or Southern Miss or Georgia Southern or Troy or Texas State or Old Dominion anymore, Louisiana Monroe. You're not playing them anymore. <laughs> you're, you're playing the Big Ten. And you're playing guys and teams that have been around a long time. And to to call out and to, I know you want to get the the fans fired up and cheering and roaring, but it's a friend of mine named Roaring. Anyway, <laughs> there's a story there. Anyway, you know why borrow trouble? It's gonna to be tough enough to beat Michigan and Ohio State. I I don't know, man. Maybe he's got a trick up his sleeve, or maybe you know. Which, he, he wants to. He just, better have a cannon up his sleeve. <laughs> this distractive. I, I honestly don't know if there was any strategic um, purpose behind it. Maybe he just got caught up in the moment. Like uh, you remember that one politician who was like, "Bia!" That little crazy like thing he did. I forgot his name, but it was during oh, the campaign. Uh, Dean, Dean, somebody, Dean. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe that started was making his, funny noises. Yeah, maybe that was his moment right there. His "Bia!" moment. <laughs> I can think of better ways to have the those a moment. <laughs> Uh, just to give you an idea, Indiana was one and eight in conference, three and nine overall. They allowed three hundred and fifty nine points, and they're on the bottom of the East. And they got to play Michigan, Ohio State every year, and Penn State. Uh, I mean, I, if he thinks he can go in there and trade punches with these guys, good luck to you. I appreciate you thinking that, but dog, you ain't gonna be doing it anytime soon, if ever. Indiana's a doormat, and Michigan, Ohio State are the boy dogs. I and mean, not only that, it's just, it's just to me, it's, if I'm the if I'm the president of Indiana, I'm cringing, saying, "What is he doing? He's he's firing up opponents that whip us like rented mules. They even lost to Purdue. <laughs> they beat Wisconsin on Wisconsin. All right." That was their one con. They, they they beat Akron, the Akron Zips, in four overtimes, and they beat INST. Tell me what that is. Indiana State Sycamores, the biggest thing to come out of Indiana State ever, who went one in ten and one in seven in Missouri Valley. Oh, by the way, if you keep scoring home, Indiana State Sycamores went one in ten. The only thing that ever come out of the out of there was Larry Bird. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that Larry Bird's college? Yeah, there, nothing else has ever come out of Indiana State that I know of. Now maybe there has, but I don't know. But I just think Signetti is poking the bear. And to say Michigan, Ohio State suck. They're both ranked in the top four. Michigan's number one in the country. Ohio State, you know, the only reason they're not in the Final Four is they lost by six at Michigan to Michigan. I mean, to say they suck? I mean, <laughs> you know, wake up. 
We don't have to be nice to him since he's no longer affiliated with JMU. It doesn't matter to me yeah. one way or the other. I know it doesn't matter to you. <laughs> I'm going to tell it like I see it. All right, Gus is on Wednesday. It's the first Wednesday of the month. Wednesday, the 6th of December is coming up, and we will be at Gus's Italian Cafe and Sports Bar. Come on out and see us. Noon to one, prizes to give away, and uh, always a good time, always fun. Uh, Randolph making one a thriller, a thriller at at, uh, Johns Hopkins. Four seconds to go, field goal to win, and they will now play, I, I believe it's at home. I got to get, get in touch with Phil Stan, but I believe it's at home, and they play Cortland. And of course, I went to Ithaca. I went to College of Ithaca and Randolph Bank, so I went to that game. And Cortland's just 20, 30 miles up the road from Ithaca. Right, let's go to the phone. Miles, good morning. Big Al, how you doing? You called in. Yeah. Good morning. Finally, huh? Yeah, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I, I think that Dave, the Signetti coach, was hilarious. Do you like what he did? Do you think it was no, I think smart? It was, I, I think it was stupid, but I think he got more people talking about Indiana football than probably has been all year. All right. When they tee the ball up, is that going to help them? No. What might help them, <laughs> what might help them is, their, uh, is their big booster that can dig in his pockets for some NIL money. Well, do they have any big boosters in, in, out in, in, in Indiana? Uh, in, Bloom- yeah, Mark, in Bloomington? Mark Cuban just came into a little bit of dough. He may be able to help. He's a he's an Indiana grad. Well, yeah, he, if he's an Indiana grad, he well, well, I don't care if he graduated from what's the matter you. He's got money. Yeah, yeah. no kidding about that. <laughs> I didn't realize that he went there, but well, uh, yeah, yeah, the rumor is that he's the one that paid the buyout for uh, the coach that left. <sighs> Well, maybe, maybe if, if he knows he's got uh, uh, Mark Cuban in his back pocket, then, then I guess he can yell that kind of thing. But still, you got to get the players in there, and then you got to coach them up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, hey, I wanted to mention Florida State too. I, you know, I'm I'm far from a Seminole fan, but 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 they got a raw deal. Uh, they they should have been in. They should have been in the uh, playoffs. Well, here's the deal. In my opinion, here's what I see. A couple things here. And thanks for calling. Uh, Virginia Wayside Miles, by the way. Uh, if Listen, it, uh, no team from a power five that was undefeated has missed the Final Four since they started doing this in 2014. No team that won the SEC title game has ever missed being in there. So you're kind of riding the horns of, of, of a dilemma there. And so you have to, all right, well, they're 13-0 and for the ACC. They're 12-1 and for the SEC. And just just beat Georgia. Now throw out the you know the Georgia's thirteen you know thirteen or, or excuse me sixteen of their games from the last two years where they won sixteen in a row to uh, the, to build it to twenty nine. You're only talking this year and, and I guess seventeen because they're twelve and zero going in that game and, and lost. They beat Georgia. Georgia. Florida State does not have a signature win like close to that, and you got to play what's on your schedule. But, I mean, Georgia is is just a powerhouse, and they knocked them off. And do you think if they played on the field with Jordan, the quarterback, or without him, who would win that game? No, I'm not saying they're the top four team. I'm saying that they they did what they needed to do to get in the playoffs. They did what was asked of them. Yes. You know, nobody nobody thought that TCU belonged last year, but everybody thought they should get in because of what they did on the field. And, And this is no different. Yes. Yeah, like I said, there's no there's no doubt they don't look good right now. But George, uh, 
uh, Alabama didn't look good in the mid part of the season. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just um, you know changing the you know the format changes next year anyway, so it's not yeah. going to probably come up again. But but um, it's just like Liberty playing Oregon, you know. Who thinks that they belong on the same field together right now? But they earned they earned the right to be there, yeah. and uh, you know they they just might pull. You know, you never know once they're on the field. Well, we'll, we'll we'll know January first at the end of that game. Uh, you, but you got a good point. They did what they had to do, and they still didn't get in. What do you got to do to get in if you win the ACC? But you're going head to head with Alabama in the minds of those picking. You got a good point there. You know, I, I agree with you. They did everything they had to do, 13 and Zippo, and they didn't get in. So, they, yeah, you can understand that they've they got to be feeling like, what the hell, among other things that you can't say on the air. So, yes, that's a good point. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, uh, thank you, Miles. Yep, yep. Uh, good talking to you, Al. Hey, excited about the Cavaliers basketball this year. They're looking pretty good, and they're really, really going. Well, we we can get to that next hour. UVA with a win, and Virginia Tech with a win in hoops. Uh, and yeah, UVA knocked had a good week, knocked off number fourteen Texas A and M, and took Syracuse behind the barn at one point, leading seventy five to forty two. So yeah, Virginia. You know they they're gonna have to hit. They don't mean it's much of an inside game, but I mean, the, 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 what they do have is they, when they can hit their threes, they can smoke them. They can smoke whoever they're playing, but they, they're not gonna do that every game. But yeah. you know it, the starters were tremendous. I mean, they, it's just an un- incredible game to watch. Anyway, thank you, Miles. We gotta get to a pause. All right, I'll get talking to you. Hey, you, love to see love to hear Tony Bennett on your show one day if you can pull that well, off. I'll see what we can do. I, I, I'd like <laughs> hey. to I'd like to have him on here as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, great. Great. Good talking to you. Thank you, Miles. All right, we got to roll. Pause time. It's already fifty-one past. We got to pause. Top of the hour. We'll talk a little basketball. We'll talk some more football. Uh, that's why. I say, that's why I leave Mondays open because there's so much to cover through the week weekend of activity. Stay with us. Wondering what's on tap this week? Just head to our website and to our This Week on 1061 ESPN Richmond page for a preview of what's to come on 1061 ESPN. I gotta apologize. I missed Old Dominion. They uh, they're in a bowl game. Four, three. What do we got? We got uh, four of the five Division One FBS teams in the Commonwealth going to bowl games. How about them apples? How about them apples? I like that. Uh, we got lines here, uh, obviously from Derby Bill early lines, and I'm gonna give them to you right now as we uh, mark them down here. Uh, let's see. There's a one big line out here, and you can guess what it is. You have a shot at guessing? Cub? One one big line for yeah. the early games? No, this is no, this is for the, uh, the four bowls that Virginia's teams oh, are in. Oh, well, it would probably be the Liberty game. All right, there you yeah. go. Right, Western Kentucky's one and a half over Old Dominion. JMU is minus four and a half versus Air Force. Virginia Tech five and a half over all you guys that like Tulane for some of you. Robert, and who's the other one? The Sports King. Why do y'all like Tulane? Is it the colors? No, it's they're just a solid uh, program, a solid group of five program. They're steady. You don't have to worry about too much change in the coaching position or roster turnover, losing players in the portal, et cetera. They're just a solid program. Uh, it's uh, Tech minus five versus Tulane, five and a half, and then Oregon is a fourteen-point uh, spot <coughs> against Liberty. <coughs> so, excuse me, I, I, mi- I missed right over uh, Western Kentucky. 
Uh, they play on the 18th. And uh, let's see what else we got. Saturday the 23rd. Uh, James Madison will play the Air Force Wednesday the 27th. Military Bowl will be Tech and Tulane. And then uh, in the Fiesta Bowl. Liberty's going to the Fiesta Bowl. Holy smokes. Number 8, Oregon. Number 18, Liberty. All right, we're out of time for the hour. Uh, there's a lot more a lot more to cover. We have not covered it all. A lot more to cover right here on 106.1 ESPN. You're listening to Sports Phone. I'm Big Al. And Al and the Cub. Because his old man's the bear. The bear still got his nickname. So he's hence the Cubs. Stay with us. The NFL.